Would you take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 2? Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And we're going to be talking about making room for the Savior or making room for Jesus in your life. Matthew chapter 2, it says this, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. Today we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The King of Glory left his throne to come and be born in humble circumstances. God orchestrated the whole plan and foretold the details of his uh, birth centuries before by the prophets. In the natural, we would say that Mary had been living at the wrong place, at the wrong time for the Messiah's birth. A little longer stay in Nazareth. And the prophecy would have failed. And I'm reminded of the words of Joshua to the people of Israel when he said, Not one of all of the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. I want you to hear me today loud and clear. God keeps his promises. That's why you and I, when we spend time in the Word, that's why our faith grows, because we have an understanding of the thousands of promises that He has given to us. It wasn't by chance that they ended up in Bethlehem when it came time for Jesus' birth. God directed hundreds of years before, He said that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And God directed the king, and he orchestrated things, he established things, so that Mary and Joseph would make that journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem, a 70-mile journey. You and I would take a radius from here, 70 miles would put us in places like Dover, Delaware, Vineland, New Jersey, Trenton, New Jersey, Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, Glen Burnie, Maryland. We would say today, if you had to walk that far, that's a hike. If you had to walk that far, ladies pregnant, you would say that's a hike. And if you had to be the guy walking with her when she's pregnant that far, you would say that's a real hike. Can I get an event? The Bible says that while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she wrapped him in a cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And we need to understand that in Jesus' time, they did not have a row of hotels and fast food restaurants. Your wife didn't get to say, well, I don't think I want to stay at the Holiday Inn. I would prefer to go to Wyndham or Embassy Suites or you guys look like Super 8. There was none of that. In spite of what the Christmas pageants that you participated in said, the reality is, that they were probably staying in the house of an extended family member, the 
second floor had living quarters, a guest room was probably already filled because everybody was going to their hometowns. The bottom floor would have a room where they housed at night where the animals would come in. It would protect them from being harmed or stolen. The body heat of the animals would help provide heat on a cold night. In those areas, there would have been a stone or a wooden feeding trough, and archaeologists would not find too many wooden feeding troughs. Why? Because they brought it up. But as they do archaeological digs and stuff, they find in homes, they find stone feeding troughs. And this is probably, this is likely the place where Jesus was laid. And I want to focus our message upon this one line. It says that there was no room for them. The Messiah had come, and the people did not have room for him. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 10, it says he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed on his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Aren't you glad that you've received him today? Aren't you glad that you have made room in your life and in your heart for Jesus? I wondered if they recognized who he was if they would have made room for him. I wonder if they had an understanding of who was being born there in the bottom of that house. If they would have said, well, let's clear a little bit of space. I think we can fit him in here. If they had known who he really was. I don't think that they had a complete understanding, but as you and I can look back, we can look at the word of God, and we can find out who he was who showed up that day. See, they just thought, well, that's Joseph and Mary, and they're not married yet. I don't know if we should, they're not married yet. I don't know if we should, you know, Mary's saying something about angels and stuff. I don't know if I, I don't really, people will tell you anything. They'll say anything. No. We can look back from the Word of God, and we can find out who it was who was later. So, said, look to the person next to you and say, give me a little bit of room. Stop saying, give me a little bit of room. If they had known that the Almighty One, that the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, I don't think they realized that the Advocate to the Father laid in a manger below them. That the Author and the Perfector of your faith and mine, I don't think they realized that He was the Bread of Life. And whoever comes to Him will never go hungry again. I don't think they realized that he was the beloved son of God, that there was the bridegroom, the chief cornerstone, your deliverer and my deliverer laid in that trough that day. If they would have known it, they would have made room. I don't think that they realized that he was the rider of the white horse who's called faithful and true. There may have been a donkey in there, but there was a rider of the white horse in Revelations who's called faithful and true, and he was laying in that manger that day. Somebody might want to push the person up. Just push him away a little bit. Just move her over a little bit. you got to make some room for Jesus. Clear a little bit of space. Because there with them that day was the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. The great high priest was in that manger that day. When you think about the church today, and you think how big the church is around the world, the head of the church, Jesus Christ, 
He was laying in that manger that day. The I am, because he said before Abraham was, I am, was laying in the manger that day. Emmanuel was there. God with us. He's the indescribable gift. He's the one who will judge the living and the dead. They misunderstood who was there. The judge of the living and the dead was laying in that manger that day. I think they could have found some room. Would you make some room in your life for the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? Would you make some room in your life today for the light of the world, for the Lion of the tribe of Judah? I think they could have found some room if they would have known he was the mediator between God and man. The Messiah that they had talked about, that they had read about, that they had heard about, that they had dreamed about, was in their very midst. And they did not have room for him. They weren't making any room. The Mighty One of Israel was there. Our hope, our peace was there. Why don't you stand up beside the person? Listen to me. In their midst was their peace. The one who broke down every wall. He was there. He was there in their midst. Could they make a little bit of room for the Prince of Peace who was in their very midst? The Mighty One of Israel, our hope, our peace, a prophet, my Redeemer. My Redeemer was there that day. Could you make a little bit of room? Move over a little bit. i got to make some room for him. The risen Lord was there. The spiritual rock that they drank from. The sacrifice for their sins was there that day. Could you make a little bit of room? The Savior, the Son of God, the Son of Man. Tell the person next to you, I got this time. you got to tell them to move over a little bit. Because I'm making some room for him. Because he is the creator and the sustainer of all things. He holds all things. He holds the worlds in order by his word, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth. He is the door. He's the word, the true vine. And listen to me. If you abide in him and his words abide in you, you will bear much fruit, fruit that will last. He's the victor. He's that wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the Word says that one day every single knee will bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And friend, He is our soon coming King. That's who was in the manger that day. Can I tell you this? They did not recognize it. If they had recognized it, they would have made room. I hope that you understand. You have the knowledge now. You have the understanding now. You have the ability to look back through time and see who it was that's laying in the manger. But now that you recognize who he is, whatever you got to do in your life to make some room for him, I want to tell you it's time to do it. Because he is just like he showed up in Bethlehem in the manger that day, like the promise, the word said that he was going to be born there. No matter what happened, no matter what the devil tried to do to thwart or stop the plans, God's plans were fulfilled. My word says he's coming again for a church. 
just without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. And he's coming for his people. Can I tell you today that whatever you got to do, you need to make room for him because he's showing up in your life today. Hear me. Hear me. If you need peace, the Prince of Peace is here. If you need deliverance, the Deliverer is here. If you need redemption, the Redeemer is here. If you need healing, the Healer is here. He came to His own, and they didn't receive Him. But to those who received Him, He gave the right to be called the children of God. Aren't you glad that He's coming for you today? Our message for you today is this. Make room for the King. Tell the person next to you, just say, say, make a little bit of room. I'm going to make room on my couch. I'm going to make room in my house. I'm going to make room in my car. I'm going to make room in my mind. I'm going to make room in my emotions. I'm going to make room for the healer to come in my life. I'm going to make room for the deliverer. Whatever you have need of, he is. And he is coming for you. You need to hear that. He's coming for you. So I want to pray a blessing over you today. Because don't be surprised, just like those people were surprised that day, whatever showed up. Some of them understood and some didn't. Friend, I want you to know he's showing up in your life. As I was standing back there, I prophesy that to you. I declare that to you. Those of you who need healing, make room for the healer. He'll come. Those of you who need restoration, make room for the restorer. He'll come. Those of you who need salvation, make room for the Savior. He'll come. You need a provider. He's able to provide whatever you have need of. If you make room for him, he will come and fill your life up. I want to say this to you. Some of you don't even have, I don't want to take away from this good message, but he's coming for people even when they don't even know he's coming. Even for many who are not seeking him, he is going to surprise you. He's going to show up in your life. So I want to encourage you as the church, let's start expecting it. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you give us the opportunity to make room for the Savior, for the King of kings, and for the Lord of lords. I thank you, Lord, you're the faithful and true. You're my deliverer. You're my healer. You're the one who sanctifies me. Hallelujah. You're my peace, Lord. And Lord, I pray over this congregation, the message that they would leave this Christmas is, honey, we're going to make room for Jesus in our lives. Kids, we're going to make room for Jesus in our family. We're going to make room for him. We're going to clear out the place. Whoever I have to bump out of that room, I'm going to bump anybody and anything out because the Savior's coming. Jesus is coming into our lives and into our midst. And we're not going to miss. We're not going to miss what he does. We're not going to miss his appearing. We're not going to miss his presence. His deliverance, His healing, His salvation. And Lord, I pray that as we go from here, I pray that you give people a prophetic word, that they would declare to their families, that they would declare to their friends, that they would declare to their co-workers, make room for Jesus because He's going to show up in your life. Make room for Jesus because He's coming into your life. He's intervening in your life, and it's going to be soon. And we declare that, and we believe that in Jesus' name. Now we go from this place, Lord, empowered by the Holy Spirit, knowing that God is for us, and if God's for us, who can be against us? So we make room for you, Jesus. We declare you King of kings and Lord of lords. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.